Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology of the week of May 29th. So the theme of this episode is the hero's journey. Now that eclipse season is coming to a close and Mars has moved into its home sign of Aries, Mars is how we take action. You may feel this internal push to move yourself forward. Remember, you are always the hero of your own journey. So consider that as you move through this week. And if you need a mantra to help you overcome challenges, think about this. I move past fear, delays, and obstacles, and persevere. And maybe lean into your favorite stories or your personal hero about someone who has come up against adversity and kept it moving forward despite setbacks and whatnot. So think about your own personal hero, about how someone has kept things moving forward despite setbacks to achieve their goals. So three big things I want us to think about this week are as follows. Number one, we are now in Gemini season. Gemini is an air sign. It is mutable energy. This sign rules how we think and communicate. Some key words to think about during this Gemini season is flexibility, adaptability, and curiosity. So during this time, think about how you can be more social. Air connects. Think about also how you can gather the facts before moving forward. A caution is to watch out for being scattered or anxious. Hopefully you put your keys in the same place all the time or don't lose your wallet during this time. This is on brand for Gemini energy. The next thing I want to call your attention to is the planet Mercury. It rules the sign of Gemini, so it's especially important while we're in this season. It has been retrograde since May 10th, meaning it appears from our perspective on Earth as though it's moving backwards. Mercury retrogrades are famous and notorious for causing communication mix-ups and electronic failures. Well, as the retrograde phase comes to a close, what happens is that a planet will start slowing down really, really slowly as though it almost comes to a stop and then starts to turn and go the other way. So Mercury will be at the degree of 26 Taurus all week. And the reason this degree is notable is because the fixed star Algol is at the same degree. I've talked about Algol quite a bit. It's the most feared fixed star. It has been a harbinger, a foreshadowing of tragedy and catastrophe when it's been highlighted in the sky. And so the fact that it's like really at this degree all week and really activating this degree 
makes it kind of a hot degree. It's the stationing degree. And so it's also squaring Saturn, which is at the degree of 25 Aquarius, also at the degree where Saturn is actually going to station to go retrograde, to go backwards. So Mercury's getting ready to go forwards again. Now Saturn's getting ready to go backwards. So this is kind of an intense square, although it never does what we call perfect, where it gets to the same degree, minute, and second. So what they're doing is they're called what's mutually applying to each other. Mercury is the quickest planet, and Saturn is the slowest planet that we can see from our naked eye. The ancients thought the universe ended at Saturn. We now know differently, but Saturn is about limitations, responsibilities, delays, restriction, karma. Mercury is about communication, intellectual thought processes. So when they are in this tense square aspect, then we will see things popping into our own lives as well as the collective all week long, potentially about this topic. So some things to think about is how you can not rush decisions. Saturn rules decisions. Mercury thinking being quick about them or pressure. Saturn rules pressure. Don't pressure others. So don't rush decisions. Don't pressure others. How can you be clear and realistic and purposeful with your thoughts and your communications, how you can you plan systematically with the decisions and an end game in mind rather than being impulsive. So a low road of this transit could be to be really pessimistic, frustrated, constantly worried or fearful, cynical, close-minded, using cruel words with others, being cruel to others verbally being gloomy and bitter. Now, one thing I will note, you will probably have to sit through at least one or two extremely boring conversations this week with Mercury squaring Saturn. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, maybe take a moment to try to chuckle to yourself about it when you are in this situation. Hopefully you're not the one boring the socks off of other people. So with this tense aspect of Mercury on this intense fixed star squaring Saturn, the Lord of Karma and Discipline, think about how you can lean into Mercury's sextile with Neptune at 25 degrees of Pisces. Neptune is the planet of illusions and delusions. It's about compassion. It's the fog, the mist. So it's really has a lot of creative energy. So think about how you can lean into that creativity. And as well as Mercury is making a trine, which is another soft aspect with the planet Pluto at 28 degrees of Capricorn. Pluto is all about transformation. It's very primal. It unearths things. So how can you find creative and compassionate and inspired solutions? How can you be transformative? How can you use the willful energy of Pluto to overcome obstacles and embrace grit? So an example that really describes this whole energy of Mercury square Saturn, Mercury sextile Neptune, Mercury trine Pluto, 
at this 26th degree of Taurus on Algol is the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. This is 100% shadow side of this energy. What is happening during this defamation trial is that they're dredging up the past, Mercury retrograde, with lots of confusion, lies, fogginess, haziness, that's that Neptune, accusations of wrongdoing, that's that like square of to Saturn, and accusations about abuse, that's that Pluto energy. So yeah, you can think about that when you want to know in the collective about how this is being exemplified by real life people, this intense transit that's really in action this week. And the trial is supposed to probably come to a close with a verdict this week, potentially, depending on how long the jury deliberates. But no matter what the verdict, no one's going to win. Their reputations are both in tatters. Now, Johnny Depp is beloved, so he might overcome this. But Amber Heard, it'll be really interesting to see if she can sustain any kind of career after all of the mudslinging and whatnot and secrets that have been unearthed during this trial. So that's an example of a low road. So think about staying on the high road of this energy. Lastly, Mars and Jupiter are going to meet in Aries at three degrees. And this is going to be echoing for the whole week, even though it happens, it perfects on Sunday because the conjunction's on Sunday, but they're also what's called parallel, where they're at the same level in the sky. It's like latitude and longitude, they will be together. So this is kind of, in a sense, a super conjunction. Mars, the planet of action, Jupiter about expansion. And when planets come together, they start a new cycle for each of us. So you can look where three Aries is in your natal chart and think about how you want to take action to bring abundance to your life in this area. How can you embrace enthusiasm like with some forward motion? Jupiter is very optimistic. So and Aries is pioneering. So how can you have inspiration and pioneering spirit to move yourself forward? Remember to move your chi. Fire can burn if we don't use it effectively. So exercising is a great way to use this fire. Being in competition, whether it's like in a a game, like I'm into Wordle, that's so fun. Or you can play a competitive sport or you can, I don't know, I don't recommend video games really, but if that's your jam, you go right ahead, but try not to overdo it. So yeah, how can you be enthusiastic, moving yourself forward with the spirit of competition? Like if you're wanting to conquer something at work is a great thing to do, conquering tasks or projects at home, whatever, there is forward motion. But don't be destructive. As I said, fire can burn. Mars, Jupiter, Jupiter makes everything bigger. Mars, that primer action. It can also be anger or conflict or violence. So yeah, watch out for that destructive energy that this transit can bring. Also watch out for overconfidence. You can use the Mercury square Saturn to hold you back a little bit from doing anything too impulsive. Also, you may see someone in the collective or maybe in your own life acting really obnoxiously, whether it's like you just happen to be watching a movie or there's a commercial. See where you see this Mars-Jupiter energy coming forward. 
Now, another reason this is a big theme is because the new moon on Monday is going to be on one of the fixed stars, Aldebaran. It's a royal fixed star, so really important. It's at nine Gemini, and it has a Mars-Jupiter theme. All of the fixed stars are associated with planetary energies, and this one is Mars-Jupiter. And the royal fixed stars give people success, but there's always a price. So with Aldebaran, it's success through integrity and honesty. And if you fail and you act without them, there can be a humongous fall. So we might see someone in the collective have a big fall who's got planets on Aldebaran, or you may just see this in some way. So just remember to always operate with integrity and honesty, as I'm sure my listeners do. So those themes are the big three that I want you to think about that we're in Gemini season, that Mercury square Saturn and Mars conjunct Jupiter in Aries. So now let's get to the week. On Sunday, the word of the day is delicious. The week starts with the moon in Taurus. So we're in the balsamic phase. So this is a releasing energy. It's the last phase before we start a new cycle. So there's a sense of emptying out. I want you to take things slow and easy. Taurus energy likes us to revel in the sensual pleasures. Now you might have some thoughts or dreams that come up during the the night before you wake up that trigger the eclipse story for you. So yeah, be present with any dreams and anything. Venus is in the sign of Taurus and Venus rules Taurus. So the moon and Venus, both the feminine energies are both in the sign of Taurus. This is just so, so, so delicious. Now Mars and Jupiter are having their conjunction on this day. And that's that enthusiasm, life-giving, optimistic force to drive us forward. Think about how serendipity can be at play in your life and luck can meet opportunity. Now, a shadow of this can be like bro culture, self-aggrandizement or obnoxious behavior. So you might see some of that. But really, I think this is a lovely time to think about how you can have a delicious day. Now, the moon will enter Gemini at 10.22 a.m. And also the sun is on Prosperina today. So this is an opportunity to connect with family. Now, Prosperina is Persephone, and there can be some kind of rite of passage or transition, and you may feel separation from family. That's why I'm suggesting that you potentially connect with them. So you can connect with your family, go out for exercise, and then have a great, delicious meal and cuddling and whatnot with your sweetie on this day. I think that would be a perfect way to spend this Sunday. Now on Monday, the word of the day is grit. There's a new moon at nine degrees of Gemini at 4.30 a.m. Pacific time. So a new moon is a time where we plant seeds, where we set intentions. This is officially the end technically of eclipse season in a lot of ways when we have that next new moon. So it's been a bit of a tough time. And if you have had a particularly difficult time, like a lot of people have had, you are not alone. Think about how you can move forward steadily and persevere through difficulties on your hero's journey. 
Another thing to think about with the conjunction to the fixed star Aldebaran of this new moon is how you can manage multiple and opposing priorities that demand your attention. And think about how you can put one foot in front of the other and moving forward systematically. Try not to get too distracted and scattered by squirrel, squirrel, everything that is in your path. Another thing about Mercury is that it's parallel the fixed star Swallowson today. And this is the dolphin star. So it's a call to lighten up. So as you set your intention, set some about the topic of Gemini, about communication, a decision-making, maybe even about siblings. And then what house in your chart, Gemini, this nine degrees of Gemini new moon is activating where the sun and the moon are coming together to whisper secrets about what it wants to bring forth in your life. If you don't know, download the setting intentions guide from my website, And that will put you on my mailing list. My website is astrologybyceleste.com. So I suggest setting intentions around communication, clarity. How can you have more confidence in your communication? How can you dust yourself off if things go astray? How can you be adaptable and flexible? Think about if you want to learn something new, set an intention about that. It's a great month to start or adjust your journaling practice. Consider adding oracle or tarot cards. I love doing a one card pull every morning. What do I need to know today? And yeah, just see what comes through. You can write about the card and then you can go back at the end of the day or a day later and reflect on how that meaning showed up in your life. I really like this for this new moon because one of the aspects is that Mercury, which rules Gemini, is sextile Neptune, which really helps connect us to the higher conscious, our subconscious, our higher power, all of those things. On Tuesday, the word of the day is curiosity. The moon is void most of the afternoon, so get stuff done in the morning. Really try to make your schedule heavier in the morning. At 1.10 p.m., the moon goes void, which means it's not making any aspects to any of the other planets before it changes signs. And it's thought that when the new moon is void, things that you start come to nothing. It's also a time just to slow down. If you do want to start something, like starting something you don't want to change is a great thing to do. Like it's recommended to start a diet when the moon is void. Mars is parallel Jupiter on this day, which is also a kind of conjunction. So you may have some feelings of exuberance and a desire to conquer new frontiers. At 10.48 p.m. Pacific time, the moon goes into Cancer, a watery sign. So Cancer energy is cardinal. It's initiating. It can start new cycles and you may find yourself being a little bit more emotional. Notice your dreams. Things may come through. Wednesday is June 1st, so the first day of June. It's Mercury's day. The word of the day is mindful. So because the moon is in Cancer, the sun is in Gemini, we've got this Mercury activating this fixed star of Algol, and Mars and Jupiter in Aries, 
Emotions can boil up into anger. So I want you to be mindful that you recognize your emotions so that you don't have a reaction that you'll regret. One of the aspects, it's a minor aspect, but Pluto and Capricorn is sesquisquare, Juno and Pisces. So avoid power struggles with authority figures that you need to partner with. Juno is the asteroid of partnership. Besides that, the sky is pretty quiet, but I mean, this is an intense week potentially. For some people, it will be life-changing. On Thursday, the word of the day is satisfaction. The sky is really quiet, but the moon is still in cancer. We're just going to stay emotionally grounded. Just do things that can help you get out of your head and into your heart and connect with the earth and the grounding. And think about how you can be at home, Cancer Moon, wherever you are. How can you make yourself comfortable in a place? Some people are having to go back into the office after being at home for many years. So hopefully you're not just sitting at some card table with 10 people looking at each other with no privacy wherever it is you work and that you have some space to yourself that you can kind of make yourself feel at home. On Friday, the word of the day is wanderlust. On this day, the moon moves from the new moon phase to the crescent phase. So this is when we see that sliver in the sky that looks kind of like a D. So you may start seeing the light. It's a waxing moon. We're going to feel pulled forward. You may see, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. On this day, Mercury finally stations direct, stops moving backwards and starts moving forwards. Hooray, hurrah, hurrah on 26 Algol. Ah, So yeah, we may have some news about, I also talk about how Algol is the beheading star. And I have mentioned how we've seen Amber Heard is figuratively being beheaded, like all the fans of Aquaman are signing a petition to have her thrown off the movie. Nancy Pelosi was figuratively beheaded by the archdiocese and or whatever, the Grand Poobah of the Catholic Church in San Francisco because of her stance on abortion so she can no longer take communion. See in your life if any other people have been figuratively beheaded. And because the sun is parallel asteroid Lilith on this day is why I bring up Nancy Pelosi and Amber Heard. You may have other news or we may have other news about a woman who would not be subservient and who is punished for it. So keep aware of these stories and you know, I will send them to you if I get them. I post stories about the news in action often on my Instagram story feed. Sometimes I do it on the page, but that's time dependent. So my Instagram stories, and I think they post on Facebook stories too, are to check out if you want to see astrology in action. Now, the moon enters Leo on this day at 11.37 a.m. Pacific time. I love a Leo moon. The moon in Leo is in the sign of fire. So we should have enthusiasm and joy. And it's a great time to put on your red dress and red lipstick or whatever that makes you feel good about yourself on this day. And the sun rules Leo and the sun is in Gemini. So a great 
day to connect with other people. I love, love, love this energy. Now remember, there's lots of fire, so don't let the fire scorch. Let the fire bring the fun. On Saturday, the word of the day is festive. So I hope you had a great Friday night and keep the party going on Saturday. Saturn is stationing on this day stationing at 25 degrees Aquarius to go retrograde to 18 Aquarius until October 23rd. So people who have planets or points between around 18 and 25 Aquarius, and actually probably a little wider than that, let's just say 16 to 27, are probably going to be most effective if they have planets or points between those degrees, especially in the fixed signs of Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, and Taurus. So really, there may be a sense of treading over old ground and of feeling frustrated or delays or restrictions. It could bring up anxieties and fears. Decisions that you've made in the past can come back and like you can see the repercussions of them, hopefully all positive. Now, Saturn goes retrograde every year for about four months, so it's nothing new, but it can just be a time where, you know, we want to just be aware that we want to try to keep motivated to move forward and not let our anxieties and fears stop us. We may have some more news about this ding-dong monkey pox, which is terrifying. Hopefully, it's not going to be a big problem. My understanding is it's mostly potentially sexually transmitted. So if you're not in a serious relationship, choose your partners wisely, because can you even imagine waking up and looking at your face with those boils on it? Talk about a Saturnian result from poor decision-making. Oh my God. Now the sun will also semi-square Pluto on this day. So yeah, you may be feeling really sexy, sun and Leo, all of that. Yeah, be careful who you even hold a hand with during this time until we find out what's going on with this monkey pox. Yuck. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope this information is helpful. So feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories. So if you see this stuff play out in your own life, I'd love to hear about it or how the daily themes are working for you. So take good care of yourself and I will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 